0: Glad to have you listening on a Thursday. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. We've got uh, some guests that are going to stop by. Uh, By the way, Mike and I will be at Twin Peaks Buckhead tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting live, a short show because of the Hawks until 630, but two until 630. So Mm -hmm. if you want to hang out with your boys, come on through Buckhead. And, Mike, we know they have Ice Cold Heyman Ale on tap at that location.
1: And ladies that want to meet
0: you. This is true. This is true. So we're going to be out there, man, uh, tomorrow, Friday, Buckhead, to get the weekend started off right. If you are just joining us, um, we were talking about the Hawks. Let me ask you a question real quick before we get to the Blitz, and we'll dive into this a little bit later on. Do you think Trey and Dejounte are going to turn into that dynamic duo that we had hoped they would?
1: Yes, I, I think that uh, whether or not there a, was a, whether it was miscommunication between the two or Nate didn't just know how to use the, them, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I will say this. None of what I thought was going to happen happened. I don't care. Right. I mean, I thought he was going to move without the ball and get like a zillion three-point shots and it was going to be like the Splash Brothers, you know, but with with point guard play, none of that happened. No. But I think it should and it will because I think Quinn's going to figure that out because Quinn actually understands half-court offense where Nate was kind of locked into like, you know, a different era. So it should. It should. And maybe last night was indicative of where Trey's head's at. He wants to at least contribute on the defensive side, and that's great. If he does does what he did last night on a regular basis, that changes things in, in your defensive posture.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not calling him A.I., because AI was special.
1: Yeah, it's not Like his dad was on Twitter, making, as I said earlier, making it sound like he's Gary Payton or Kawhi Leonard. That's not exactly where no. he's at, but no. it was great to see last night.
0: But all the time, if you if you had a chance to see Allen Iverson in his prime, he was going to give you three, four, five steals a night on average. Right. And, and it was just because he anticipated and played the passing lanes and got his hands on balls. He was never going to shut anybody down, Mike, but he affected the defense. And I think that's what you're talking about right. with Trey. You know, he, if you give me that – then you're affecting defense in a different way. We'll talk more about it coming up with our Hawks. By the way, we've got another pair of tickets to go see the high school reunion tour. Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, Too Short, Warren G., and more Wednesday August 9th at Lakewood Amphitheater tickets go on sale by the way on Friday March 10th 9 a.m at Ticketmaster.com we've got a pair of tickets for one of our lucky listeners just for hanging out with Dukes and Bells so stay tuned for that we'll give them away between now and the end of the show Chris let's get to an NFL bleed welcome to the NFL With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Mike, one of his former teammates says he needs to grow up a little. We're talking about Kyler Murray. Uh Uh-oh. Calvin Beecham saying that he thinks murray needs to grow up a little bit now we've heard this stuff right we've heard the rumors or at least the innuendo um he went on arizona sports 98.7 out there and during the interview uh he is a free agent after spending the last three seasons protecting kyler murray as one of arizona's starting linemen and when asked about murray he says he needs to be a man he needs to grow up Oof. That's pretty harsh yeah. talking about your quarterback. Well,
1: I mean, we, start, we before you got the contract thing that came out where it's like you will be doing video work and we will watch making sure you're not playing video games, you know, that was something which kind of raised eyebrows. There was the port, I think it was Chris Mortensen started and there was other stories that came out that there were people in the organization that were literally saying this guy has got a real an attitude that needs adjustment. He got scrappy with his coach that they brought in to coach him up. That's gone. Kingsbury's gone. I wonder if he still has that beautiful house. But anyway, Carl, <laughs> th- this dude, he, he, there's a lot of guys talking about him. You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of them for Patrick Peterson, but everybody seemed to have a bit of a, an – if, if they don't – if they're not talking about it publicly, I'm sure, I'd love to be a fly on the wall what they're saying. So it's definitely a thing. Point I'm getting to, it, it exists. He has issues.
0: He and said, he's not uh, on the
1: field for like, what, the first five weeks or more. Yeah. Uh, Beecham said, it's not complicated.
0: I didn't say he lacked leadership. Mm. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. And if he has the ability ability and willingness to grow up, he's going to be just fine. Here's the thing about Kyler Murray. And, again, with the the contract, Trey, comes pressure. $230 million deal. Kyler Murray has to start winning at some point. He's got to start Mm. producing playoff wins. He's 25 years old and is recovering from surgery to repair a torn ACL. So, Mike's point is that when he gets back at whatever point, yeah. we'll see what Jonathan Gannon, the new head coach, is going to do with him and, you know, how that offense is going to look. But uh, another former Cardinal now saying the things that we have been hearing about Kyler Murray. Mike, if it's all out
1: there, they can't all be telling lies. Can yeah, they? it's interesting. Jalen Hurts uh, was the only quarterback to spend time at Oklahoma that doesn't sound to be a candy ass. <laughs> you know, because B- Baker Mayfield was high maintenance. Spencer Rattler had to transfer out, and we've already talked about Murray. Yeah. It's an Oklahoma thing.
0: <laughs> hey, man, let's talk about what else is going on in and around the NFL. Nick Saban, Mike, talking about his boy Bryce Young. Everybody's talking about the height. No, oh, he's too small. Listen to what Nick Saban said about Bryce.
2: We've all seen the 6'4", 225-pound guy that can throw it like a bazooka, but he can't make the choices and decisions. He can't distribute the ball. He can't throw it accurately. So who's who's the better bet? I'm going on history, production, performance, performance. And, you know, Bryce Young's done it about as well as anybody.
1: Sell! Sell! Yeah, so don't go with that Florida Gator. You go with Roll Tide. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with pumping his guy up. Right. That's what a good coach should do, man. That's. You know, it's nice to hear Saban just being positive and not being passive aggressive. Actually, going and saying something in that, Because you know, Nick usually is. He's always across purpose to try to get some message out here. He's yeah, pumping up his guy. Who I got to be honest, him and Will Anderson. For all the things we were expecting going into that last season, that Tennessee game really did knock them for a loop. And then, of the course, losing to LSU, so a little bit of luster came off. I thought Bryce Kemp's back in the bowl game and reminds you why he should be the number one, you know, pick. I do too.
2: Last sure year we had kind of a rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> why do
1: you
0: all hate Bama so much? Uh, let's talk about our Falcons for a second. I talked about goody bag and uh, he's mad at me right now on Twitter. He's like, I'm not mad when you're telling me you're not mad, you're mad. It's like your wife. are you mad? I'm not mad? Yes you are. you're mad. So goody bag, you can be mad. But he says we're finally building a team the right way. Mike, I've just been hearing this for a long
1: time. What does that mean? Well, we didn't have money. The Falcons Carl, if you remember, Alex Mack, and you go back and you look at some of the bigger moves. We didn't really make any big waves in free agency. Well, who was the, uh, the? You mean after the Super Bowl run? Yeah, after the Super Bowl run, you go back in seventeen. The defense was great, and as Quinn screwed up by bringing Sarkeesian in, if you if you'd gone with Matt Lafleur, you might have somebody who knew what the offense was, and we could have matched, you know, our defense's effort. And then after that, eighteen was the injuries, and then just the wheels came off. And then remember the Julio thing. He wanted more money, which continued to jam us up in the cap. Oh, I just Joe. think you you go back, and I like I know. People are sick and tired of this team not being in the playoffs. But this was the year. Last year was the year where we paid all the bills, man. The chickens came home to roost. And now we got a lot of money. But this is why people, are, I think, are skittish on a Lamar Jackson thing because you're saying, I just got out of Cap Hell to get right back into Cap Hell. A lot of fans are scared off by that. I mean, that's I the logic behind it. Like, I, I, I agree. No, and no, no. And I like, think you're right. I would love to have Lamar Jackson here if it was two years ago and we were dealing with pre-Deshaun Watson contracts, but that's not the world <laughs> we live in. <laughs> no, it's not. The world changes.
0: Right. It's going to continue to change. And that's why this whole notion, I, I just got to tell you guys, I love all the guys who say, well, let's build it, goody bag, and then we'll go get our quarterback. Well, guys, that's going to cost you two. Like, you guys feel like, you know, we're going to go get a guy for a million dollars somewhere and he's going to be a Super Bowl contending quarterback. Like, oh, we got all the pieces. We got the best wide receiver,
1: the best running back. Oh, we got the best defense. Let's just go get a guy now. Do you guys think that's going to come cheap? No, I mean, then the the folks are looking at it the way I guess I was projecting last summer that you hope that, uh, you know, Desmond Ritter can be your Dak Prescott can be your Brock Purdy, be your, you know, Russell Wilson, your, you know, your Tony Romo, your guy that didn't cost you much, which allows you to do all those other things. But the window for that is got to have the team. That's the thing. Seattle had built the Legion of Boom, and then they got Russell Wilson. Correct. See, it wasn't like, see, by the time, and if Ritter balls out, then you'd wind up paying him too. <laughs> see, that's that's the catch 22. Somebody's getting this money. Right. Somebody's going to get but that's, it now but that's, or but that's, later. But that's the argument because two way. and the other thing is, if you're gonna go get the tackles and all the things we've talked about in the free agency in the draft and Ritter doesn't handle his business, then we're gonna be drafting whoever the quarterback is next oh. year. And that's and that feels like we're losing time. You know, oh. that, and, that, and that would be and if we blow it this year, that would be now six seasons without going to the playoffs. Oh. And that's an eternity in the NFL. Oh. I can't handle it. Yeah. But look, you know, Herm Edwards, don't kill the messenger. He says four games was not enough to see what you had in Ritter. And then Rich Eisen's making it sound like the Falcons are looking at every quarterback that came down the pike in in, in Indianapolis. Turtle just said to me, (laughs) in the 2024
0: draft, the Falcons picked Caleb Caleb Williams (laughs) from USC. Right. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because I'm like, really?
1: Is this where we're going to be? I mean... It's frustrating, and I get it. But I just—we had the conversation to start the program. Carl was saying, "Look, the Jets are going in. They box themselves into a corner, but they—they've they've blown it. See, the Jets—we blow the cap, and the Jets blew the most expensive and the most important pick in the quarterback. Yeah. That's the difference. They drafted everything else correctly, and then they've got a good defense. And now they're going now they're going to blow their what? Yeah, but now here's the thing: Is Aaron Rodgers going to do it? If Aaron Rodgers does what he's done the last few years, puts up decent numbers in a regular season, and blows it in the playoffs? And he's only there to win them a Super Bowl in the minds of Jets fans. That's it. Franco says, Dukes, we're going to be all right, but we've been saying that for five years. I'm just not sold. See, I'm not negative Fontenot, but I'm not positive on Fontenot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and by the way, this is not a negative
0: thing about our It's just where we are. Like, how the hell do you change the position of where you are? You know how you do that in sports? Come close to your radio. Come close to your smart speaker. Come close to your computer stars stars
1: that's how you change the trajectory in sports right stars now, the other thing is and look I, I don't want to be a guy who says one thing one off season and then reverses field another off season. I was all in for Deshaun Watson last year all the crap aside uh Mike I, I'm with you and I just thought that you know and look I, we, we followed that situation about as closely as any, probably other than any show doing a radio in Houston. It was because he's a local kid from Gainesville, former Falcon ball boy. And I don't know what he's going to be in Cleveland. It was not impressive, as you said, rusty as hell last year. But that was going to be electrifying. And if you ever – once this thing – I don't know, is, is, is Lamar Jackson going to sit for a week before somebody picks up the phone? <laughs> I don't know. If that's Can good, you imagine? Well, but here's the thing. If everything you're reading about his negotiations with the Ravens does that further, I don't know, strengthen his position to get even more. I don't know. I, I just wonder where they're at. Where are they at as far as what were they willing to take? That's not a Deshaun Watson contract. And and are other teams going to collude to jam him up because of the crazy money he's asking for? But would- if, but if the money if the price drops, we got to be in on that. Well, you don't know if the price drops unless you're talking to him. Correct. And that, and that's another thing. It's you, stupid. I think, guys, everything you see on Twitter, it's, like, it's so funny. It's like, well, it's the, the, the defense attorney said he didn't do it, so I guess he didn't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, no, I mean, the team says one thing. Meanwhile, they do another. Because we never – we said it yesterday. We never heard about any interest in Deshaun Watson until it exploded St. Patrick's Day afternoon. Uh, while we're
0: talking about Lamar, let me uh, hear Stephen A. Quite frankly – talk about how insulting this whole ordeal is when it comes to Lamar. And at $133 million guaranteed, when Kyler Murray is at $189.5 million guaranteed, when the last quarterback is usually the dude that sets the market to some degree, when right. you're sitting nearly $60 million less in guaranteed dollars than a Kyler Murray, which is considered a reasonable contract. That in and of itself is insulting. To me, Lamar Jackson should be in a position where guaranteed. That's what the Baltimore Ravens should come to the table with based on what the market bears, and we should be able to call it a day. The fact that they're using this non-exclusive tag tells me they're nowhere near that, which is obviously insulting to Lamar Jackson, which is why I believe this is a mistake. And I told you guys, if you really wanted Lamar and you respected him, you put the other tag on him because you got to pay him $45 million. They didn't want to do that. And I, I, the thing about it is, Stephen A. is basically saying if you think Kyler is worth 180 guaranteed, and the report was 133 is what the Ravens offered. There's a
1: big difference between well, those two numbers. And i got to be honest, that's an insult. It is. and that's But that's why, see, this goes back. We'll, we, we'll argue this later. That's why I've always maintained you had an agent. So there's at least some degree of a buffer. This thing got personal, and I think there's other extenuating circumstances, but that's why this thing, I don't think he's going to ever play for the Ravens again. I can tell you that.
0: Nope. I've been saying he's going to get traded. He's going to be gone. Steve Holman, bang! The voice of our Atlanta Hawks is going to join us next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game nine the game. Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 92.9, the game on a Thursday. We're going to talk to Steve Holman, the voice of our Atlanta Hawks. They got another one tomorrow against the Wizards. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on how things are going so far, in his opinion, with uh, our new coach. I mean, as Mike and I both
1: kind of feel like,
0: he's just kind of still learning this team, man. I mean, he's been on the job, what, two weeks, Mike? Less than that, actually, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, 10 days. And so you're kind of like, Okay. Now, I know that uh, maybe we had high expectations, maybe unrealistic We'd, at the time, 21 games left, 16 games left now. But, you know, it, it is the Wizards. And, like, the, you had to play them four times, we knew in the final, like, quarter of the season. And you're kind of like, you know, at, you're down 15 and you came back. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that. But someone argue you shouldn't be down 15 to the Wizards. But Trey played some D. And if that's the shape of things to come, see, that's the kind of thing if you do get in the play-in game and you can, you know, make a run – that's where you start doing some of the things you did in 21. Team played great defense for Nate that year.
0: Yeah. it's. I, I don't know. Again, I keep waiting, and I, maybe I'm just, you know, this this false illusion, but mm. this switch that's going to happen, and we're going to look like this this world beater. You know, we're going to be this better team, and then that's the team you want to go, yeah, that's the one we're going to head into the playoffs with, and we'll feel a lot better. Steve Holman, the voice of our Atlanta Hawks, on the line with us, the waitforward.com hotline. Steve, uh, a good win last night. Listen, all these wins, anytime you get a win, it's good. But what was the difference last yeah, night? So that, we were able but, to find a way at the end.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was kind of a weird game. They came out, uh, you know, really, really kind of smoking at the beginning. And then uh, Washington came back. They took a 15 point lead. I think it was 83 68. And things weren't looking very, very good right then. And then, uh, then the Hawks showed a little gumption and came back. And uh, Jalen Johnson's been really good during this little stretch. And. Uh, I had a good feeling yesterday about shoot-around. Uh, you know, Quinn Snyder has had a week now to put his kind of stamp on everything. And uh, they really ran through a great shoot-around. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, he really knows what he's doing. I mean, it's very impressive to watch watch them go through their practices and their, their shoot-arounds because, you know, he's got a good plan and uh, and everybody has bought in. So I think we're going to start seeing the results of that pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure what the Wiz were doing last night because I felt Porzingis was on fire and they kind of forgot about him late in the game.
2: Well, I think he got a little tired, too, at a couple of points. <laughs> yeah, uh, 43 will do that you know, to his the arms, man, right? His arms got t- I, <laughs> yeah. think, I think his arms got tired, you know, because <laughs> he was shooting so <laughs> many threes. But uh, uh, but he was good. And, and, you know, to be able to overcome that, I mean, he ended up with 43. Uh, the three he got right at the end at the buzzer, I'm sure, disappointed a bunch of people last night, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, with that last three-pointer, made it a two-point game. Uh, so, uh, he, But Bradley Beal was a little off. And, and the thing about Washington last night was they played the fourth game in five nights, too, and they had played the night before in Detroit. So we might get a better reading about what's going to happen tomorrow night. Uh, another important game, though. Uh, Hawks got a little help last night when the Clippers beat Toronto. So that was good. Chicago won, which was a surprise in Denver last night. But, uh, you know, you just have to take care of your own business. Uh, Saturday could be a little bit of a problem because the Celtics played last night and they don't play again until they see us on Saturday in Atlanta. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be sitting in Atlanta uh, while we're playing tomorrow night here in Washington. And it's not an easy trip coming back because you have to uh, go out to Dulles. Uh, They don't, the charter flights go in and out of uh, Reagan uh, since 9 11. So, uh, we have to go all the way to Dallas and then fly home, but uh, maybe the Celtics will enjoy some of our Atlanta hospitality tomorrow right. night. <laughs> right. Let's on. hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> they are
0: forty six and twenty one as we speak. Um just two right. days behind the Bucks. But they are the cream of the crop, not only in the East but, but in the NBA. It's Steve Holman. Steve, as you look at the standings while we're talking about it, do you feel like we can get to six? Do you feel like we could get there? Well,
2: well, what are there, 16 games left now? I, I don't know if six is, you know, it might be. Uh, I still kind of think that maybe, you know, the the Brooklyn will come back a little bit. You know, Miami lost last night. They play again tomorrow against Cleveland. So, you know, if they lose tomorrow night, we win. Well, there's going to be a little, little bit of a door open there. The problem is Miami took three out of four, so they have the tiebreaker. Right. So, you know, six might be a little ambitious. But the thing about, i If you're seven eight at least you get two cracks at it. you know the seven eight uh loser would play the winner of the nine ten uh but if you win the seven eight you're automatically in at number seven so uh, you know that that's the benefit of that, i guess but uh, six would be would be ideal, but I don't know if there's enough time for that right
1: now. It is the voice of your Atlanta Hawks, bang, talking about this win last night. Again, it came from 15 down, so there's got to be something said for that. Going with nine-man rotation, are we, I guess maybe I'm fixated on A.J. Griffin because I like what I saw at times, but he's not on the floor lately, is he?
2: No, I think that, uh, you know, I think Quinn, uh, you know, is he's talked to him at practices and shoot-arounds. So I think that he wants, wants him to wait, you know, uh, his turn. He, I, I don't think he wants to rush him into things. He had kind of hit the wall, if you remember, mm. uh, the last few weeks. Uh, you know, his shooting had been off, and you know that rookie wall that they talk about. It's, I think it's real. I mean, it, uh, it and I think he kind of got worn out. You know, those college guys don't play that many games, and when you start getting to fifty, sixty games in the season, it, it becomes a problem. And and Jalen has been really playing well. Jalen Johnson's been great, and uh, his confidence level is very high right now. And I think Quinn does want to keep, you know, his, uh, probably nine-man rotation. It may even go to eight, uh, you know, once the playoffs start. So uh, I think that's the reason. I, I don't think he has any problem with A.J. I think A.J. is going to be fine. He's going to be really good. He's got a great attitude. Uh, he works hard at practice every day. So I, I think, you know, if, he, if he's patient, he'll be okay.
0: Coach Coach Snyder's still trying to figure out who to trust, do you feel? like when it, Because he didn't know anything really about the team. You're watching the team from afar. It doesn't mean you know the team, right? I think part of this is getting in and figuring out who you can trust at the end of these games, right?
2: Right. I, I think that's part of it. Uh, you know, he's really high on our, our guys, though. I mean, he is very He talks about how a competitive group it is and how they've really been like sponges, and they have been, too. I mean, they're very enthusiastic about him coming in here and coaching. And, and they're listening to everything. They're doing everything that he wants. He's added some stuff already in a week. Uh, you know, like last night, we were the Hawks were much more prepared for Washington than they were that first night when he coached because that was really the first time that he had been seeing the team play in person. You know, he had seen some games on TV and some tape, but uh, that game, you know, a week ago last Tuesday was the first time he had actually seen them in person. So uh, I, I think that uh, I think the trust thing is going to be good with him and the players. Uh, he's really been. You know, really high on Trey, trying to build him up a little bit and, uh, you know, knows how much talent he has and DeJounte. And, and uh, you can kind of see it on the floor that the guys are, are – they've got a little more bounce in their step right now.
1: Steve, we were talking about it earlier in the show. I mean, Trey is, is like Steph Curry, never going to be thought of as an elite defender, but he can do more defensively, and I thought last night he really did. Yeah,
2: he's he's working at it. I mean, he had three steals right away in the first quarter of last night. Right. Uh, so that was terrific, and, and he's really working at it. Uh, you know you don't have to be uh, Michael Jordan uh, defensive player of the year you just have to kind of be active and get your get your hands in the way Uh, Bogey's good at that Bogey is you know probably not the best defender out there but he's active and I think that's all you look for right now is try to you know stick your hand in the way and and DeJounte is terrific I mean he steals uh, balls all the time so uh, I, I think I think they're all kind of working together on all of this right now and Uh, You know, I'm pretty excited about the the rest of the season. We still have 16 games, so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Steve, what's the chatter around the NBA about John Morant? Uh, We know he's been out. He's going to continue to be out. There will be no charges brought forth uh, by the investigation there in Denver uh, from the police. But there is a lot of people around the league saying they're concerned about John Morant. I'm curious to know what you've heard.
2: Well, you know, you hear all different kinds of things, but, uh, you know, it's not good. Uh, the fact that he's not having charges brought is, is, is good for him, but I think the NBA uh, is still looking into it. They're still having investigations into it. They, you know, the, the the Grizzlies themselves said he's going to be out at least four more games. So, I mean, I've heard everything from, you know, he could be back soon to, you know, he might be out for a long time, you know. Right. Uh, somewhere in the maybe 40, 50 game range.
1: Surprised it's, uh, again, the, the league, you know, you're going to hear something from Adam Silver about this?
2: Well, I, I think that they're all looking at it right now. I think, you know, they were a little surprised by all of it. And, you know, then you get the Sean Kemp thing comes out, although, you know, he doesn't play anymore. But here's another NBA guy that, you know, he's he's in a little trouble now out there in Tacoma, Washington. So, yeah. Uh, but, but I, I know the league's going to look at it very closely. I mean, you, you know, you, if you play, uh, you get a gun on one of those planes and it goes off. I mean, everybody's dead. You know, true, so yeah. I mean, it's a serious matter. It's not. It's it's no joke.
0: Yeah, I, I, it was one of the things I asked. Why do you need your gun on the road, especially when the NBA right, provides exactly. security for these players? If you want to go out, the NBA says, all right, we got you. You know, securities, we, we got you he squared away. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. I mean, what happened to the
2: days when we'd only, when guys would only bring a chalice with them on the road?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Good <laughs> pull. Good pull. It's true. Well, hey, we hope you have a great call tomorrow right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Again, Hawks, Wizards, 630 pregame, 7 is the tip. And you heard Steve say, hey, they're coming back home and the Celtics will be waiting on them. Hopefully we get two. And then come back and handle the Celtics. We need all of these wins, man. Steve, great job. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. All
2: right. Thanks, guys. I'm uh, actually right at Martin's Tavern right now in Georgetown, one of the oh, famous nice. places with the, uh, nice. the Kennedy booth and the Nixon yeah. booth. And uh, and uh, I guess if we're here enough days, I'll have a booth. <laughs>
1: That's a great <laughs> spot. Good times. Have fun.
2: Yeah, it Good. is. That's a great place. Good <laughs> okay. stuff. All Steve, right. Thanks, guys. Steve cool. Holman. Thank you.
0: Voice of our Atlanta Hawks, that's a uh, famous bar in the in the D.C. area, guys. Um, and you know what? I was wondering. I, I was making a joke earlier because Turtle said, you know, he hadn't picked up. We were calling him, and I said he might be at the Monuments. Who knows? You know, he likes history. <laughs> hey, man, coming up, we've got uh, Yeah, Man, No Man on the way, 4 o'clock. You're going to hear from Nolan Smith and some of the things he had to say. We'll play the interview in its entirety as he came on the radio station today on the Steakhouse coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. But when we come back, it's Yeah, Man, No Man. it is dukes and bell sports radio nine. the game coming up you'll hear from nolan smith he crushed the combine he came on the radio station today we'll hear a little bit from him in about 20 minutes uh lots of conversation and input today about what's going on with the falcons and we'll get back into this guys as we'll talk about one guy we haven't really discussed at five o'clock that they got to make a decision on i think they have but we've not heard anything on what this contract's going to look like we'll tell you who that is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Right now, let's get to Yeah, Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah, Man,
3: No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida.
1: Kennesaw State. And gives rapid-fire questions. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the
1: executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan.
0: Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better Boulder, What's going on, Bo?
3: Tell you what, I'm kind of pumped about this rain. Uh, I'm I'm good with that because it's going to knock all this pollen out, and we'll be good to go. Like, I'm happy because, you know, the allergies have been crazy lately. The pollen count, I think Mm. this is like a four- or five-day stretch. It's the highest it's ever been this early. I hear you. Yeah, Joanne Feldman was talking about it today, Carl. I was entranced.
1: She was?
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Is that uh, your go-to? She's like my, uh, yeah, kind of my, my Rene Russo of all the weather vixens locally.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I, Bo. Normally, the allergy stuff doesn't affect me with the pollen and all that. I know, and I try to, I try to take the stuff, you know, year round. But I got to tell you, you're right. I mean, I'm in the in the car today. I'm sneezing, and I'm like, what in the world? So, I hope so too, man. I hope the rain. It's crazy. We get all this pollen, and everything's blooming, and we all pray for rain, and we're like, we've had enough rain, but we need it.
3: No, totally totally agree. Um look, I'm going to talk this this isn't a knock on anybody, but we don't talk wrestling. This
1: is going to be a knock on someone. <laughs> what are you going to talk? We
3: don't talk wrestling oh. WWE on this show. Yeah. Because we don't want to. That being said... Because <laughs> I left wrestling when I was 12, but I do know a lot of our audience does enjoy but it. But we need to talk wrestling okay. on this show. Okay. Because according to a... C- I need a good pounding right about now. I'm sure you do, Chuckie. <laughs> um, maybe you t- I'm not even going to do it. All right. I'm just going to keep it moving. All right. Uh, according to a CNBC report, the WWE is in talks with state gambling regulators in Colorado and Michigan to legalize betting on high-profile WWE matches. How can, what? what? How hold can on. Do that? Hold on. I'm going to... How? Thank you, Michael. I'm going to tell you how. You whack it, right? You know, you can drive it 500 yards. I don't think they're going to whack it, John. But anyways, um, they are citing the Academy Awards as a template for why it could work. Because I didn't really even think about this, but apparently you can bet on who wins certain Oscars. We all know some that, that there's a small community of people that know who has won said Oscars, yeah. even though it's sealed, right. which is the same in high-profile mm-hmm. wrestling matches. The referee, the two participants, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm thinking maybe a couple of the writers. So they're citing that as a way to let people... Gamble on WWE matches. Now, obviously, look, guys, this wouldn't be like every match. Mm-hmm. This would be like high-profile pay-per-view, WrestleMania views. kind of stuff. Yes, WrestleMania, like right. like main events and WrestleMania and other pay-per-views.
0: So, um, the, the, okay, first, let me let me lay out why I love sports betting is because it is unpredictable, and when you as Mike and I like to do every now and then, when you put some action down on something and you're watching it and the unpredictability of it and however it plays out, whether the team that you bet on or, or not ultimately wins or loses, you know that it wasn't compromised. You know that everything was above board. And with wrestling, even though you're right, Bo, I mean, the writers, the official, you know, the, the referee, the two guys, there may be a few other wrestlers who may be in on it, who know what the, the outcome is going to be. Mm. But I I just feel cheated. I can watch wrestling and be entertained, but I don't have a dog in the fight because I'm never and I never have thought about putting money on something that's predetermined. And I know what you're saying. I don't know if I would do that with the Oscars, Mike. I've never thought about betting who's going to win, you know, best actor or the best movie of the year. I want to be entertained. Entertain me, let me watch it. But I'm not, I'm not, I can't bet that.
1: Yeah, I know that it used to be Deloitte and Touche would keep all the results private, right? And they'd be the ones that have the. The lock to the wrist with a handcuff, and the you know the uh, the winners' right. names would come, and then some would say that maybe there's an old wives' tale, but the Marissa was it Marissa Tomei when she wins the Oscar for My Cousin Vinny? They read the wrong name. That's always been like something that's been put out there. I mean, I no, I Squid Billy, not in a million years. What I bet on wrestling? No You're way. to be it. Yeah, I know. It's just no, no way. But again, some people will, I guess. And you know, look, the, the Lad Brooks of the world—that's the big, I guess, the English uh, sports book. They're kind of like the old imperial palace, and they'll take action on everything, you know, including you know things like Squid Billy's point, the Oscars, and, and fake sports.
3: See, <laughs> the the first thing I thought about was this is to me like, like betting on who won wins at the end of Creed Three. Right. I mean, you kind of know Creed <laughs> Three. Right kind of know Creed's going to win, right. but the, the reason I say that is I, it's like betting on a TV show. Uh, I'm not knocking it. I think that's just true. They've had like the same champion in WWE for, I don't know if Chuck would to tell me, but probably like almost two years now. So if you bet on that person, you've won a lot of money, right? Right. It just, I, I don't know. It's like betting on TV shows, that's a TV show to me, whether it's. The, the physicality of it is absolutely real. I'm not saying that. But the storyline is written. So that it's kind of weird for me not to – I don't really like gambling on football because of the unknowns. I mean, I think you have to have a lot of, you know, testicular fortitude to gamble on certain pro sports because you never know.
1: That's no, no. true. It's true. I, I mean, that's why – I mean, like, the action is the juice, right, Carl? I mean, that's – Part of it. Like, I sweated it. I, I was sweating my brains out over that Falcons over under this year, Carl. At five and a half. You know, and luckily they hit it.
0: Yeah. Bo, I, I'll say this. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And this is an interesting premise. It really is. And if they convince these states that they're going to allow this, and now it's on the books, and you can go bet it, mm-hmm. look. But, you know, you talk about the testicular <laughs> fortitude of, of betting on some of these sports. <sighs> what about when they do change champions? Like I think about if you have these predetermined outcomes, right? What about when, you know, the guy that wasn't supposed to win and it's a big wrestling match and all of a sudden he becomes the new champion and everybody goes, oh, my God. And, and, and you know, everybody was in on it. Who's getting paid off of that? Like that would be my fear, right? I know in the NFL when I if I bet on a Sunday, okay, and I say, hey, I'm going to put $5 down on the Buffalo Bills, I know the Cincinnati Bengals are not in on the take when they're playing. That, to me, that's just a fundamental – Everybody could be in on this, Bo, and it's just, that's a fear for me, and how do you not prove that? And I know McMahon's in and out, and he's, you know, I guess he's back running it or whatever right. he is. Also,
1: uh, Carl Dukes, uh, Dusty Rose, uh, channeling through Mike is my vessel from up in heaven. Years ago, we did the last tango in Tampa, and Squidbilly just questioned, uh, what if, like, me and Holly Race,
3: we go the full 90 minutes and there is no winner? All bets are off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Dusty, have you ever if, if you were in a match like this, did you ever think about the fact that maybe you would just you and Harley would, you know, maybe collude and change the outcome <laughs> and because you. you bet, you know, you maybe you had your son, the American nightmare, yeah. bet on it?
1: Let me tell you something, Carl Dukes. If they were gonna get let us bet on this stuff, let me tell you something, Daddy. I'll be backing up the Briggs struck to America, <laughs> Daddy. You know, there was a time I was at Tom Steinman Chevrolet down in uh, in Florida, Tom. We were doing those uh, money drops. Out of the helicopter Yeah And, and 20s and 10s kept blowing back Into the helicopter I'm sticking <laughs> in my coat As fast as I could Let me tell you You know who would ruin This thing though Who That son of a bitch Tully Blanchard Oh yeah
0: He's good for it He would ruin it You are absolutely right Dream By the way Dream While
1: we're talking Yes How's heaven it's great. Every day, it's just rivers of whiskey, and it's fun, and it's just amazing times up here. Having a good time. Actually, I'm hanging out with Skip Carey right now. Oh, wow. How's he doing? He's pretty good. He's getting on with it. looks like he's talking to Mae West right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dusty, is uh, is Gorilla Monsoon up there with you? How's he yes, doing? Gorilla, he's still wearing that same cuba bun with that tuxedo. Oh, wow. When you die, Carl, it's what you're wearing.
1: Oh That's what you have to go through heaven in. Well, then I need to up my, my game, man. So, as my
0: mom always said, always have a pair of clean drawers, Daddy. Yeah, it matters. You never know. <laughs> Dusty, Rhodes, channeling through Mike Bell.
1: <laughs> what happened? Did I miss it? Anyway. Wow, that's so, Mike, so strange.
3: Mike, I got to talk to Dusty in heaven about Gorilla Monsoon. It wow. was so cool. If only I was here for it, Chris. And Carl. <laughs> I know. It's a good I thing don't. Chuckery wasn't here. Yes. He might have had to leave the room. Yes.
1: Do you guys think Chuckie would bet on this? Do you think he
3: put
0: Yes, this in? I think he would. You yes, guys do you guys? Yes, I need a good pounding right about now. I, just,
1: I mean, look, and I don't. A guy, a guys just hit us up in the text line. What do you have against wrestling? Not look, if you you enjoy it, you do. Like I love. I wouldn't tr- make you watch rugby. I wouldn't make you watch Formula One. You know, you do what you do. I just, to me, it just. It seems silly, men in their underwear running around, but guys still love this stuff,
3: so I, they do it. I actually have nothing wrong with wrestling. I just thought it was an interesting question. I know you guys aren't into it, but the gambling aspect of me, when I when I saw the story, the gambling aspect of it for me was like, I want to get their take because, I mean, with all due respect, Mike, you're kind of a degenerate. You're kind of gambling anything. <laughs> yes, but I'm not going to wrestle in a fake sport. I mean, that's the thing, Carl. This is
1: why the NFL. I had to ask. But the NFL, but this is why – we talk about the refs, and if you can't get the refs right, eventually people who do, and the NFL, Carl, has the partnership with all the gambling houses and states where it's legal. That's why the NFL's got to tighten up the officiating because when you're betting big money on this stuff, you want to know you're going to get a fair shake, not some ridiculous decision like a Grady Jarrett to roughing the passer type deal.
0: Last night, Toronto Raptors point guard Fred Van Vleet blasted the officials. So much so, he said, I don't mind taking the fine. I right. really don't care. Saw that. Okay. And he went in and said, "I thought the officials were blanking terrible." And he dropped some f bombs. And he just went in. And the point is, guys, that if you, in any way, shape, or form, thought that the refs had it in for Toronto and they were making these calls and it was scripted, you'd never think about betting the NBA. We've mm-hmm. already had an right. incident with a rogue official who has come out and said, "Yeah, we changed the outcomes of games." Tim Donahue. We put guys on the line. We called, you know, we we forced guys to be fouled uh, fouled out at games at the end. My point is th- this is why the integrity of sports matters so much. It doesn't matter with the WWE because it's not that it's entertainment mm-hmm. and that's why it would never be- I don't bet on entertainment. Right. I bet on the integrity of sports and two teams going at it with no outcome that's pre-predicted.
3: I- I tell you what, I'll just say this. If you're gonna if you're gonna gamble on the WWE, just don't do it when there's a special guest referee, because they normally have it in for one person. Good
0: call boat.
3: All right, guys, as always, Yam No Man is brought to you by the Fire Shire from the W Sauce, bigger, better, bolder, and now spicier. Get over to W to find a retailer near you. And don't forget, my friends at the Georgia Hemp Company. Go online at the Company.com to use the code squidbilly 10 now and you'll get 10% off. And you can save some money for when you want to bet on the WrestleMania main event turtle hit squids music
0: coming up the latest around the nfl uh there are already reports out that the falcons and the panthers are going to draft quarterbacks really so we are now back to drafting a quarterback uh we'll dive into that Hmm. but when we come back nolan smith spoke today on sports radio 92.9 the game find out what he had to say go dogs